Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Hello everybody, it is April 10th and it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Just going to do this every time when a family member has a birthday in hopes that they actually listen. Uh, But today we are going to listen or read together Acts chapter 4. We are picking up after this story where Peter and John basically have this man who's been lame from birth, able to walk because of Jesus. And now they are being confronted by the leaders in the city. So we're going to start in verse 1. It says, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power, by what what name did you do this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you. And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may be spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people, for all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, 
look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So I love this whole chapter. But Acts chapter 4, verse 20, it says, For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. The cowering group of 12, locking doors after them, convening in secret places where Jesus had to pass through walls to enter, have left the building. The church has left the building. No more secrets. The city is buzzing, alive with talk about the Pentecostal tongues and now a man 40 years crippled, leaping through the temple. Peter the one who denied even knowing Jesus on Good Friday, now boldly stands rebuking Pharisees for killing the author of life and at the risk of his own personal safety declares he cannot help but speak of what he has seen and heard. What has changed? The confidence factor seems to be in direct correlation to the spirit. If we look back at the Old Testament, we see ordinary men infused with supernatural boldness time and again by the spirit. The Spirit is liquid courage to our souls, and He is not ashamed of the gospel. Later in chapter 4, as they're praying, they say, Now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Perhaps the reason they have such boldness is because the Father himself is bold. He is not shy about how proud he is of his Son and how much the world needs the Spirit and how desperately mankind aches for their Maker. He shakes the place they pray much as their entire lives are being shaken by him from the inside out. Radical obedience yields radical results and radical encounters. This gospel isn't quiet. It isn't tepid. It is full throttle, earth shattering, room shaking, town upsetting, dynamic power. It will soon turn the world upside down, both in the pages of this book we are reading and in our present age. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today. I think as I'm reading the book of Acts, I'm just like, it is, it is, this is so challenging to me because 
I think so much of our Western Christianity has become very cerebral and very um, theological and sometimes it's emotional and it's like a personal thing and you keep it quiet and and that is Um, it is a personal encounter. My time with the Lord, there is a space for it to be just between us and him. And, um, and it looks different on each one of us, but there also is this thing that happens when we are together, that there should be a boldness and it is a boldness with a cause. And I love that we're seeing this in the book of Acts. We're seeing the believers come together and they're not rallying around Peter and John and they're not rallying around the apostles, lifting them up. I love how in that prayer specifically, it says, while you stretch out your hand to heal and to perform wonders and signs. All of this is about Jesus. It's about God getting glory. And so our lives and so our faith And that is why we need boldness. And if you're lacking in boldness, as I so often am, I just think the encouragement from this scripture is to ask God to fill us with boldness, just like these believers did. They were facing persecution for the first time on behalf of Jesus. And a lot of them probably remembered what happened when Jesus was arrested, how they scattered. And having that in their minds, they knew they needed help. They knew they couldn't do it on their own. And so with us, we need help. So I'm just praying today that as we ask the Holy Spirit to give us boldness and courage, it would produce fruit in our lives and it would shake the things around us and the people around us that that God would visit us in our lives and in our families and in our everydayness with a power that would testify to who he is. It wouldn't be unto us getting this great reputation for being powerful people. We don't even really get many names in this chapter, but we hear about a group of people who have learned how to be filled with boldness so that they can use the power of God for the sake of humanity. And that is the gospel. So I hope you have a great day. I'm excited about Acts chapter five tomorrow. It is an intense chapter dealing with the fear of God and um, some uncomfortable and hard things, but I want us to press into it as we do every chapter when we read because there's stuff in there for us and and we might need to be reminded of some things. So I hope you have a great day and I'll see you back here tomorrow.